what would be a good tip or good tips in terms of using credit cards wisely in your 20s and 30s when you're dealing with maybe not having a lot of income power? The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Helping to make your life 1% better every single day. This is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Tony Dufresne, PhD, back in town. Good to be back with you. Missed a week because I was traveling northern Wisconsin. That's a story for another day. But uh, today I'm very excited because I actually have my own financial guru advisor in the studio and if you're watching on video, we got both of us on here. That's uh, that's Alex Chupi with Lifetime Investments and Insurance, and we're going to talk about in the meat of the of the uh, show today. We're going to talk about debt, which everybody loves to talk about debt or doesn't love to talk about it, but it's a really important thing, especially for people in their 20s and 30s. And that's what we're going to focus on: the focus, the, the fact that you come out with student debt, or you have a lot of debt, or you don't. But then you're tempted maybe by credit cards. So we're going to talk about those evil credit cards. But first, it's the three good feels of the day. These are the three stories that I picked out over the week that are great stories that we want to, because there's so much shit out there and there's so much bad news and God knows what the hell Trump's doing. So we want to get past that and kind of look towards the, the, the goodness in people. And we want to remind people that there's a lot of good stuff that happens. It just doesn't make the network shows or you don't hear a lot about it. So the first thing I want to talk about is, uh, is one I found on uh, Sunny Skies. And it was a college student. He walks 20 miles to the first day of work. So his boss gave him a car. So Walter Carr's vehicle broke down the night before he was supposed to start a new job with a moving company, but he didn't panic. Instead, he set out on foot and walked more than 20 miles in the middle of the night to ensure he arrived on time. Well, Walter walked at least 14 miles and then the cops picked him up. It was a 4 a.m., out in the middle of nowhere, this guy's walking you know, on the side of a road. So once they learned his story, though, they took him to breakfast and then gave him a ride the rest of the way to the home of the Lamy family. The Lamy family are, was uh, a family that was looking to have a bunch of guys move them. That was the, the and this was his job. His job was as a mover, and it was his first day on the job. It was like an orientation thing. He was scheduled to help move. Well, once he arrived, the officers informed the husband and the wife about his journey, which moved Jenny Lamy, who was the wife, to share his story on a Facebook post. Well, of course, the, this post went viral, and the word eventually got back to the CEO of the Bellhops Moving Company, which is the company that he was working for. And the CEO's name is Luke Marklin. So Marklin drove to Alabama, where, the, where all this was happening, uh, from Tennessee uh, because he told Walter, the guy who was walking, that he just wanted to meet him for coffee to personally thank him for all this stuff. But that meeting ended up actually with Marklin surprising Walter by giving him his own 2014 Ford Escape. How awesome is that? That's awesome. Second story of the day. The cops notices boy with bloody socks returns with a new pair of shoes. Well, there was a sergeant and an officer, and they were patrolling out on uh, foot at uh, Cascade View, Park, I think this was up in Tuckwilla, Washington. Uh, they were uh, patrolling and they came across this guy running around in torn, dirty socks and bleeding from a decent sized cut on the bottom of his foot. Well, the sergeant cleaned up and patched his foot with his first aid kit. And when he asked where the kid's shoes were, uh, the, the he said that he didn't have any shoes because the pair he had was too small for his feet to fit in. He didn't have any shoes that fit in, it not even couldn't even shove his feet in there. 
So the sergeant ran out and grabbed a pair of shoes for him while the officer, the other officer, his friend, kept his, him, uh, kept the kid busy. And he came back with not only a pair of shoes, but also with a bunch of popsicles because, you know, what isn't better than a cold popsicle on a hot summer day? Uh, so the officer helped to tie his new friend's shoes, and they all enjoyed a popsicle together before parting ways. That's awesome. Again, I know I'm a broken record on that, but this is the stuff we need to hear. The third uh, and last story that I have for you is a Georgia bicyclist's carries wounded dog on his back and he finds him a forever home so this guy was out for a ride with a group of cyclists his name is uh, Jarrett little and he came upon a great dane mix uh that was in bad shape it looked uh, the, the pup's uh, back leg was broken uh toe on his front paw was fractured and he was covered in a road rash which made it look to uh, to uh Jarrett like the dog got hit by car uh so uh, he so Jarrett on his bicycle hoisted him piggyback style uh, the the dog piggyback style on his back and got on his bike for a seven mile ride into downtown columbus ohio and at the local bike shop where he took the dog to get some food and water the dog took on an immediate liking to a woman named andrea shaw well she was in town on a business trip so he gave her a good looking and sidled right up to her and of course she was totally taken by the dog and uh, she took the dog. So the dog's future was a done deal. And Shaw was going to make it. Uh, so she took him to the to the medical, to the vet, and got him all patched up. And then had him sent up to Maine. And now he's up there with her. See, that's the type of stuff we should be hearing. So on that note, this is there's, there's no transition whatsoever. But we're going to transition into credit cards. So I want to introduce and uh, welcome my friend Alex to the show. Hey, Alex. Hey, Tony. Good to be here. Good. I'm glad. So we, it was funny because when we were talking right before the show, there was a lot of little stuff that we were going to do. We're going to do like basics of finance. And then I wanted to talk about the difference between finance for 20 year olds versus 30 year olds and all that kind of And as we like, like anything, always when you brainstorm and you get other people in, involved and it's kind of a, a mind meld, you come up with better stuff. And I think we did. And I think we've come up with a really good topic for today. And it's about debt and credit cards, especially nowadays. I think it's such an important thing. I know personally, for when I was in my 20s and 30s, I got a couple credit cards when I was in college, when I first started in college. And actually, I still have that one to this day. Still, that same, the first, the first credit card I ever opened up, I still have it to this day. I figured credit rating wise, I think it's really helped me to have it. But I, I went into the same issue. I went in, got them, overspent because I had no concept of what really you should do with credit cards. Overspent, you know, lots, like a lot of debt, um, extended my, you know, credit or asked for more uh, credit limit, increased that, got a couple cards. I got into, I, I was probably up to thirty or $40,000 in debt. And that wasn't even including student debt because I didn't have any at the time. I sort of paid it off as I went because back then, you know, college was affordable. You didn't have to get a whole bunch of debt for that. I mean, that was a long time ago. It's different now. And this is the situation that I see with my clients. We talk When we talk about finance, this is the thing that you see with people in their 20s and 30s and, and, and just getting into this credit card thing. What's the deal with credit cards and why, why is it such a... Why is it such a, um, you know, a, like a bomb waiting to explode or why is it so delicate and, and how, can, how can we use them effectively? That's a great question, Tony. Uh, credit card debt, it's probably the number one cause of financial issues that people have. And 
a lot of relationships coming to a hold because of credit card debt. Well, that's for sure. So you have maybe you have maybe one party that's okay with overspending, and then you have the other party that's not really okay with overspending. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the main cause. Staying out of debt and living within your means, it's key to being financially independent. If you can live below your means, then you'll have disposable income that you can put towards your financial goals and invest mm-hmm. in, you know, for a down payment on a car or, uh, or buy a house or whatever you want to do versus, versus overspending and paying 15, 20, 25% interest on credit cards. Yeah. Because, well, credit cards is essentially debt. It's, it's either short term or long term debt. You're, it, it, ha- so really, can you use that debt in your favor somehow in terms of growing your assets or growing growing your financial knowledge and uh, keeping your money? Is there a way that you can use credit cards to keep your money? Yes, you can. Uh, it, it, it depends. I, I took a credit line of $25,000 and I had this offer from a credit card that was I was paying 3% interest for 18 months. So you pay a transfer fee of three percent, and that's roughly seven seven hundred and fifty bucks. So seven hundred fifty dollars just over. to transfer your debt from like one car to another. Is that what you're saying? No, no. I got a. Uh, it's called interest free hmm. uh, credit card transfer. So you get a, a credit line, let's say of twenty five thousand dollars, and you pay three percent for that, and you pay no interest for eighteen months. On a balance. Oh, the new interest thing. As yeah. long as you pay it off in eighteen months, that's all you pay. That's seven fifty. Right. As long as you pay it off. So right. I got to utilize twenty five thousand dollars because mm-hmm. I needed the money back then. Okay. For seven hundred fifty dollars, which is a very very good deal. That's a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem starts with you not paying it with uh, within the time frame that that it's interest free. Exactly. So that's when the interest rate kicks in. You know. And how much does it kick in too? Uh, I think it's. Seventeen nine or yeah. close eight. So it goes from 3% to like 18%. Yes. And now you're stuck with, you know, whatever you have to pay, 20 grand or 15 grand out of that 25. And now you're at 18%. Now you're screwed. Because if you look at, we're not going to do the numbers numbers, but if you look at the numbers in terms of 18% interest, that's, I mean, that's every single month you're paying a big chunk just for the interest, let alone paying down what you owe. So in terms of that, it, it, intentions are great. You know, if you have, if you've got, if you're like, Hey, I just need this 20 grand. That's why payday loan stuff is out there because people say, Oh, Hey, I just need a 500 bucks to cover until I pay my rent until I get paid on Friday. But you know what happens? They get in and there's, and they're paying God 50, hundred percent interest or something at those payday places. It's, it's insane, but they get to Friday or they, it, and uh, they don't get paid or something happens or they don't have the money or the money goes somewhere else. Now they're fully screwed. Completely. And it's the same thing with having the intention of doing something, but you're putting yourself out there uh, in terms of getting money before you actually earn it. And that's the thing that a lot of people have a, get into trouble with is the fact that they, they, they actually spend something that they don't have. And that's the, and that's the one issue, which is a credit card. The credit card is spending money you do not have necessarily at the moment. 
you may not have it. And that's why, because we talked about this, what's the average uh, credit card debt, the average American credit card debt right now? It's around what? It's about $6,300. About $6,300. So you're floating $6,300 a month, give or take, on average. That's just, that means there's people a lot more and then there's some that are that are less but if you look at $6300 and 18% you know you, that every single month is going to be some money i mean i could do the math right now if i wanted to but you know go ahead I just, yeah uh yeah if you carry a balance of say $6300 and you're paying uh 18 or 20% interest that's $100 a month just yes. just on interest yes on that so yeah at the end of the year you're paying $1200 in interest alone before you start making a dent on the balance. Mm-hmm. So uh, you might think, oh, I paid $1,200 and I should have lowered my, uh, my the, the balance by $1,200, but that's not the case. So uh, you'd have to pay more than $1,200 in order to to reduce the uh, the balance. And that money is, is can go can be better spent where, obviously, because you're looking, and especially the people in their 20s and 30s are people that usually listen to the show are at that age, the 20s, you know, under 40, adults under 40. And so it's a matter of if, if you've got to pay that, then it's not going towards you attaining higher levels of wealth or higher levels of income power, I guess. And, and because it's really throwaway money. It's, it's exactly like, to me, it's exactly like buying a new car. I think that's the dumbest possible thing anybody can do in terms of an investment because two things, especially if you get a loan on a new car because they're really expensive now. I think that what average new car is like 30 grand or 30 something thousand. You're getting a loan on it. All right. So you're paying interest on whatever you're not putting down. And it's a, it's called a depreciable asset. A depreciable asset, it, it's the same thing as you have something. And it's in, instead of a house, like every single year, you would think it gains value. It actually loses value every single year, regardless of what you do. You could, you could keep it in mint condition. You're going to lose value every single day of every single year until there's like no value to it. And it's in a junkyard. So it's losing value and you're, and you're paying out debt. You're paying out interest at the same time. That's why I think it's ridiculous. And that's why that, that kind of goes in the same thing as, as, uh, you know, spending on a credit card that you don't have the money. So how, what would be a good tip or good tips in terms of using credit cards wisely in your twenties and thirties when you're dealing with maybe not having a lot of income power right now, uh, you know, just starting out or getting a little bit more, but all, now all of a sudden in your thirties or your mid thirties, you're looking at, oh, there's a better car, maybe not a new one. Or how about a house? Or how about an investment? Or how about more money in, in my retirement? You know, how would you, what would be a tip in terms of using credit cards wisely through those time periods? Uh, first of all, uh, borrowing on credit cards for to finance your lifestyle, it's foolish. And the key to staying away from that is to know the difference between the must-haves, which are the basics, and things that people want to have mm-hmm. okay the must-haves of course you need to have you know uh, a place to stay you need uh, water you need air conditioning you need uh, food and you need a car to get from a to b those are the basics that everybody has to have but in a, a newer car a boat <laughs> uh 
an ex- exotic vacation. So all the things, all the things that I bought. Those when I was are there, yeah. things that you know you don't need to, right, right. to have in your day to day in your day to day life. The only time it makes sense to use borrowed money and maybe use credit cards is when the benefit you're going to get from them it's bigger than the cost. Let's say you're going to put a thousand dollars on a credit card. Whatever it is that you're going to do with that thousand dollars, and especially if you're a business owner and you need to do something, you need to invest in your business, but you don't have the money. So you can use credit cards to put a thousand dollars on a credit card, but you know that if you're going to pay, let's say 15%, which is, I don't know, 50 bucks a year, mm-hmm. but you're going to gain $200 or 250 from that transaction alone. Then yes, you cover the cost of borrowing the money, mm-hmm. and you made some money. Mm-hmm. So that's a wise way to to use to use credit cards. What do you think about points? And because uh, that's how I use them, I use I pay them off every single month. I have no debt outstanding on my cards at all. I've gotten to that point where I've I've. I've created enough discipline to where I do not do that. It's taken a long time. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I did a lot of stupid stuff on my credit cards when I was younger, but at this point I don't do that. What I do is I have a, I got two, I have two cards, a MasterCard and a Visa. Uh, they're both the travel cards. The one's American Airlines and the other one's like it's pre- preferred or whatever. And there is a fee on them, but I get, uh, the points are great on them, and then I get stuff. I mean, I've traveled. I've gotten hotel rooms. I've gotten uh, rental cars, and I've gotten flights all from the points that I get from those. Now, do you feel as though that's a good thing to use your credit cards for that? Because I put everything every single month that I can on my card, and then I pay it off. Yes, uh, I do exactly the same thing because for several reasons, I use credit cards. First of all, whenever I'm shopping online, I don't want to use my debit card. Why? Because uh, I don't feel safe putting my debit card information out there. And I think the debit card, they it, it's a uh, it's not as guaranteed to get your money back if it if it is fraud. I think with a credit card, the credit card company, I think is better. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. If there's an issue with the, right. with a transaction or the information is stolen and the credit card is used by somebody else, mm-hmm. you didn't use it, then you have the big credit card companies investigating this and going after the person who used it inappropriately, mm-hmm. who stole your information. Right. So it's always better yeah. to use a credit card instead, oh, yeah. of, instead of a debit card yeah. in those situations. Okay. Yeah. Plus, I uh, I have a credit card that I get two points for everything that, that, that I use a card on. And... Uh, and I, I have accumulated a lot of points because, uh, I, I pay for rent. I pay, uh, I pay, I buy online. Uh, I, I pay for groceries. Everything that I do, I, uh, I use a credit card. And then at the end of the month, I pay it off. So it's the same as if I use my debit card, but I'm using credit card. I'm safer and I'm accumulating points and building my credit at the same time. Oh, perfect. So, so that's, that's the way to use the credit card appropriately. If you, let's say you already have a bunch of credit card debt, like most people have an average of $6,300 a month. Let's say you're in your twenties or thirties. You're not making a lot. You're making 12, 15, 20 bucks an hour. And, uh, you've got some debt. You got some credit card debt. 
or debt in general. You have a student loan, you have a credit card debt, maybe you did maybe you bought something other something stupid on credit or you're paying a car loan. If you have those things, what what's the best way to to organize them and what's the best way to pay them off? Uh, the first step is to organize them based on the interest you're paying on those on on those debts. So starting with the highest interest debt, going to the lowest, and that's the way you should start paying them off. Okay. Because you want to get rid of the ones that have the highest the highest interest first, and then work work your way uh, towards the the ones that have okay the lower interest. With the higher interest, would you pay more than the? I know paying the the minimum is a dumb idea for credit cards because you'll never pay them off. But would you just would you try to put more money towards the? higher interest ones to get them paid off faster or is the, is there a particular formula? I guess it just depends upon the, the, the situation, right? In terms of how many debts that you do have, but it, I mean, is that, is that kind of what you're saying when you, when you do organize them, you put more money towards the higher one every month? Uh, if your goal is financial independence, you can't get financially independent by paying 18% or 20% interest to credit cards. So, your goal should be to put as much as much money as you can toward these high 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 interest credit cards. So uh it's it's a smart idea to find ways to uh to put more money towards them. Uh just find ways to, you know, uh to save more until until you pay them off and realize that, you know, the sooner you pay them, the better off you are and, and on a fast path to financial independence. Should you still put money in savings at the same time trying to pay off a high interest card? No. Okay. No. Everything should go should go there because why would you put money in savings and make, I, mean, I don't know, maybe 1% or 2% a year? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. When uh, when you have when you have debt here that you should pay off and and avoid paying 18% or 20%. I think that's a very important point that a lot of people don't know. Is the fact that, you know, because we've always been drilled. I mean, me personally, and I know a lot of people that I know have been drilled about, hey, you got to have a emergency fund or you have to have some savings or that kind of thing, which is, I mean, I think you should have a couple bucks on you. But still, I think that's a very good point. The point is, is that you got to get yourself out of debt first, period. Exactly. Right? Yes. That's it. All right, great. My um, my last bit of tidbit of, uh, of life experience uh, tip for all this stuff is uh, rent your fun. And this comes from a guy who has spent lots of money on lots of stupid stuff. I've had four boats in my life. I used to race jet skis. I had a ton of those. I had a lot of uh, expensive cars when I thought that even mattered and, uh, and all that. And it was just such a pointless waste because nobody cares. I mean, the boat thing is cool, especially come, uh, being out here in Arizona and, and Vegas and, and California, you know, cause we have the, the, you know, it's just a fun little boat community and stuff, but it, it, it's a lot better to rent your fun than it is to, to own it. And if you just do the quick math on there, it's uh that's the way to go. So just rent your fun. That, that would be my tip. Do you have like one overall financial tip for anybody listening, not regardless of how old they are? Uh, staying out of debt, living below your means, having a financial plan and sticking with a plan, protecting whatever you have and you'll have in the future. So that's that's a key. And if you want, and it, yeah, and speaking of that, if you want a financial plan like Alex has given me, uh, then you could uh, you could reach him. You could go to Lifetime Investment and Insurance. Where can they reach you, Alex? Uh, they can go to my website, investing-madesimple.com. 
investing-madesimple.com. All right, good. See, there you go. Alex, thanks. It was a real pleasure to have you. Very much. Great information. And I hope you all you guys enjoyed it. Remember, you can go to javabud.com for the video. Uh, you can go to the YouTube channel as The Java Bud, Instagram, and all the other stuff. You know where to find me. Uh, it's all there. Uh, you can get the book still online, and you can also get a little freebie. This still the little freebie thing that I have as well. Uh, anything else or any concerns or questions, if you want to ask Alex another question, you can always get back to me at Tony at JavaBud.com. Other than that, you know the routine. Have a good week, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.